Welcome to the Yada 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 podcast, where we interview members of the local Brisbane arts community. We go behind to find out what makes the artists tick. Hello, Tim. How are you going today? Hi, India. How are you going? I'm well. Good, thanks. Uh, so how did you begin your journey working in PR? Uh, it was right back in the, the far-flung days of late 2012, 2013 or so, and I was... I was teaching here at MIC, and uh, things had started to take off a little bit with, um, I was also managing bands at the time, and uh, I had just finished up playing in a band, and so I had a whole bunch of skills uh, and, and um, contacts and knowledge of how to promote a band and how to try and connect uh, with media, to, to support um, bands and, um, and, and I had been doing some PR for um, bands that were sort of, it was pretty genre agnist, uh, agnostic. It, it, I worked with a whole bunch of different uh, styles of band. And, um, but what I really noticed was that, I mean, well one, the, the genre of music that I really love is heavy music. And what I really noticed was that there was a one at that time certainly a lack of um, representation uh, and and a lack of champions for uh, the heavy music genre, and so I decided that I would start to look into um, representing heavy bands and and finding some heavy bands to represent. And um, and also connecting with the the media and and finding um, finding spaces for heavy music where previously there was little to no uh, people um, asking the question of those media and uh, and saying like hey have you got space for this band or this song or whatever it was um, and the, the, literally the questions just were not being asked and so no one knew that those bands were there or releasing music or anything like that. So they just weren't in the conversation. And so that's, I decided, well, I'm going to need a separate brand from what I'm doing currently to represent this because I, I want to be able to uh, exclusively work with heavy music. And um, yeah, I... I I went with Collision Course uh, as a brand name uh, for for that and set up, um, you know, the my media lists and um, my contacts and what have you and, and just started doing it. And so I got in, I basically got in touch with a bunch of local bands to, to start with um, because at that time and certainly in heavy music, um, bands just they just had no strategy or plan or anything sh like beyond just tell my friends um, that I've got an album coming out or I've got a single coming out or whatever and this is certainly pre Spotify this is pre all of that and so like it was it was a weird time because even releasing a single back then you'd um, you'd hype it like it was an album, like the, because it was, 
you know, it would come out on iTunes or, you know, you would, you would actually, the, the idea was to go and buy mm -hmm. the thing and get, you know, you would either buy a CD back then uh, or you would buy a digital copy of the, of the record or the single or whatever it was. You know, you'd, you'd hype it a month out. You'd say, you know, it's coming out in a month and, you know, you're not going to hear it for a month. And you'd hype it like it was an album. It was, it was a weird time. And so, like, yeah, in the, in the intervening years, like, the lead times down to what you're hyping have just got shorter and shorter. And then they're kind of expanding back out a little bit again. Doing the pre-save campaigns. Doing the pre-save campaigns and stuff now. Like, it's, a, it, it's, it's been such a, a weird journey over the last 10 years or so. It's been a, it's, it, watching it all change. And how, like, even just in that 10 years has been pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah you would have seen a huge change. Yeah, then. well, yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, when I started uh, the early days of when I, like, I used, my start in the industry was back in, like, 2005, 2006, uh, and which was, like, peak MySpace era. Um, and that's how I used to promote shows. Um, but, yeah, like, going from that to, you know, and and you know that was even pre iTunes, mm. um, and so it, yeah, it was a yeah. It's it's been the last ten years has you've been like incredible change in the way that that media has uh, evolved and changed, and COVID's wiped a lot of those things off the board, and um, and and. Even the ones that have stayed have changed the, the method in which they write about bands, or you know, or you know, choose bands for you know for radio playlists or Spotify playlists or other playlists. Uh, so yeah, it's been a it's been a wild ride, and and sort of uh, getting started in those early days. And I think timing was on my side there. Like there was, like I said, there was very few. There was maybe only three to four of us in Australia yep. doing. Uh, heavy music and specialising in that and um, that's certainly expanded a lot uh, in the last couple of years especially from COVID onwards there's a lot of people that decided they wanted to start a boutique PR agency uh, in the last two and a half years um, which has been encouraging but also frustrating um, but yeah it's um, yeah it's very it's been a yeah Interesting ride. When you say frustrating, what do you feel? Uh, well, it's resulted in a pretty weird, um, weird landscape for mm. for um, for media and for bands because a, a number of things have happened. It's meant that you know during COVID, a lot of media outlets decided to just shut their doors because they needed to go and find paid work. Mm. Um, where previous it might have been a, a hobby or or something that they were happy to take a long road toward, you know, to when it would actually pay them money. Now it became a, like a necessity, so they'd either shut their doors and go and do something else, um, or you know, they changed their priority to, okay, I'm only going to do stuff that I really care about, um, and and 90% of it I'm just going to ignore, yeah. or you know, they might have even gone well. This has forced me into a into a paid model where it's sort of like, you know, it's pretty well pay for coverage, um, yeah. and 
the the expansion of the number of publicists in the in the market and all that sort of stuff meant that all of all of those media outlets all of their inboxes have just been overflowing to overwhelming for them and and it's forced probably more to even shut their doors and and just rather than try and deal with the the influx of number of requests number of you know interviews number of news pieces whatever rather than try and deal with it they've just gone no <laughs> and and step out and so it's meant that the landscape has shrunk it's a very it's a very small uh ice cap to yep. be standing on uh and like if you think about it like heavy music is a niche within a niche mm-hmm. um c- certainly you know i work with a whole bunch of different subgenres um within you know the niche of what you would put in the inverted quotes of heavy music um so sometimes you're working within niches within niches within yeah. niches and you know to try and find the five people that are necessarily all about that song is it's, it's getting harder and harder yeah. um so it, it's one of those and also um it's it's a it's a case of um, because that the, there's a sort of shrinking media uh, presence, it's meant that you know it's harder and harder to to set a narrative about a band and all of that sort of stuff. It, bands almost have to have built an audience and built um, a fan base and and started to set a narrative for themselves before media even care and before and and. You know, at that point, media might even start just approaching you yeah. rather than ha- having to have a publicist. So it's it's become increasingly difficult okay. for sure. So what would you say um, are some key assets that young bands should have yep. when starting out, whether they're approaching, um, you know, someone to be a publicist or yep. whether they're just saying, hey, we want to feature in this digital yeah. magazine. What are yep. some key assets that you would suggest them have? Uh, I'd... One of the best things that they can do is, I mean, obviously good music is the first one. Um, you know, it needs to be you know, recorded well, it needs to be mixed, mastered, the whole thing. I think that kind of goes without saying. Um, promo photos, excellent promo photos that it, like can make such a difference. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's probably the first step forward in um, showing the world, the kind of band you are, the kind of professional that you are. Um, it doesn't mean like, you know, completely dressing up in stuff that's not you or anything like that, but it, it you know, make sure that you, <laughs> this, is a, this is a personal preference, and, and, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep putting it out there into the world, but like, uh, and, and, and guys are the usual culprit for this. Um, like just no shorts, Thank no you. shorts. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. always jeans, always what you know, like just yeah. You know those I cargo. Agree more. You know those yep. cargo shorts you mm-hmm. got, those camo cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. Don't wear them. Yeah, as Thank cool you. as you think they are, they're not. They're not. <laughs> um, and and like no one wants to see your skinny bare legs. Yeah, I always say no knees allowed to be nah, seen. No, no knees, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, unless they through a rip in the jeans, but yeah. it, it's oh boy, it's a yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and like, and some some publicists um, also prefer like no band shirts and whatever as well in there as, as well. I'm not so strict on that. Sometimes that can help t- tell the narrative as well. Um, in terms of like, it helps align uh, the the band with you know certain things. Mm-hmm. Could be you know depending on what band you wear, it might set the tone for you know what people might be able to expect from the band or whatever but it it doesn't always work that way you know if you're just wearing if if you're just wearing a shirt that just fanboys for your obvious influences it can yeah it can kind of go against you because it can really like stereotype you and and typecast you or whatever but you know like the shirt may be funny or the shirt maybe you know, helps uh, align you with something that that band has done or what mm-hmm. they stand for, that sort of thing. That can kind of that can kind but of help. Not just like a generic Slayer T-shirt. No, or, definitely yeah. not. Like it just yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, yeah, but like just you know, make sure it's not just like your generic band against brick wall kind of mm-hmm. uh, shot. Like be creative with it. Like spend the money on you know. Don't just get your mum with her SLR, you know, to take the promo shots uh, after band practice, you know, like set a time, set a date, set a location, you know, hire a professional photographer, spend the money and, um, and, and get the, the look right. And um, that can be, that can set such a, a tone uh, for like, of a, like, right, this band's got their shit together, yeah. you know, um, uh, stuff like, you know, branding, your logo, like make sure you've got a, a logo that suits the tone of the band that um, is going to, you know, again, set the tone and understand, you know, like by seeing it, you understand what kind of band you're about to get. Um, uh, a bio, so, I mean, even, and like, again, you know, if none of you in the band are good at writing that stuff, and I get it, no one's, no one is really comfortable writing about themselves. So again, hire someone you know, write, you know, uh, you know, two or three paragraph bio, even if you've got very little to talk about uh, in terms of achievements or anything like that, um, you know, just get something together. The amount of times I've worked with a band where I've asked for a bio and it comes over and it's like three sentences long mm-hmm. and it's just like X band, sets out to make exciting energetic music that everyone's going to love you just like it's mm-hmm. like it's just not true like let alone helpful yeah. um so it, it's you know it, it's it's worth you know going into things like influences it's gone you know going into you know songwriters uh experiences and yeah. and you know what bands are even if it, like even just as helpful is honestly it's just a list of bullet points of mm-hmm. things to note about the band. The amount of times I've you know got things from bands and gone okay I need more, yeah. and then what they send the second time I'm like okay what you've sent me now is the entire angle. Like you just needed to have that second brainstorm about yeah. this, and you know just finding out things about an artist that you just like. Right, there it is. There's the thing that people are going to care about. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, as much as 
as much as you're excited that you've got new music, like the, the problem with doing PR for music uh, is understanding that like band has song is not news because of co- that's what bands do. Mm-hmm. Of course you have a new song. Uh, and so, same with every other, there's 60,000 songs released on Spotify a day. So what what's different about yours? What's different about your band? Um, and so yeah, the band has song is not an angle. So would you say, say they release one song as a single, yep. they've told their, a bit about them, mm-hmm, their bio mm-hmm. is a bit of their story, yep. they go to release single number two. Uh-huh. People kind of know about them already, yep. but the people who may not know yep. about them, would you suggest they you know, um, change up their bio a little bit, have a different you'd, angle, a you'd different add those, story? Yeah, you'd add those things that happened around the first single, you know, mm-hmm. you would if you got like any sort of like news coverage or review or feature, you know, you could invite, you know, unearthed um, reviews, you know, you'd include those as quotes in there. Uh, You know, maybe it got added to an editorial playlist on, you know, Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon or YouTube, wherever, you know, you would talk about that. You would talk about the shows that you played as a result. Maybe you got a couple of supports as a result of that single and, you know, um, and so it, it's, those are the kind of things that you would add in and it just, you know, you're starting to just layer that cake, you know, you're starting to put, put layers on that. It's not just us saying we're great. You know, here's this other yeah. person who says, you know, maybe it was a live show review, um, from when you supported that Sydney band or, you know, that up and coming Brisbane band or whatever it was, if there's someone that happened to be there and review it and they mention your band, grab that quote, yeah. you know, um, and slowly but surely you start to get this like resume of, you know, things that, uh, that other people say about your band and it, it, it builds a story mm-hmm. around like, oh, you know, yeah. you know, I'm sure you would have, you would have come across, you know, you know, even yourself, you probably would have said, um, oh, that band's getting big. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what does getting big mean? And it just means that you're hearing about them from more places. Yeah, there's places. more media coverage. Or, or just even like your friends are starting to mention them. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, get the, in, you know, in inverted, quote, in inverted quotes, like getting big just means you're starting to see their name yeah. in more places. Yeah. You're seeing them on posters on the street when you walk down the, you know, past the bus stop. Or, you're, you know, your friends are mentioning them on Facebook or on Instagram or you know, uh, Snapchatting at the sh- at their show or whatever it is, and you know, it, it's yeah, that whole getting big thing mm-hmm. is the goal. Like when people yeah. are like, oh man, they're pretty big these days. It's yeah. just it just means that yeah, you're you're getting that notoriety. It's yeah. it's it's spreading faster than you're, you know, than than you realize. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got their bio now. Yep. Um, you know, they've sort of changed it up, maybe from single one to single two. Yep. They want to build their email list mm-hmm. of magazines, blogs, yep. um, to do a bit of their own PR. Uh-huh. How do you, what do you recommend them do to find those, to build that email list? The, the best thing I could suggest is that you uh, would see a band that you like or that is getting the kind of coverage that you want go and have a look at the places that, you know, Google who has covered them 
go and look at all of the websites that have written about that band, um, that have reviewed it, that have interviewed them maybe, you know, look at the YouTube channels that, you know, maybe are doing React videos to their music or, um, you know, have a look, search for them on, on things like, you know, TikTok and, and, um, and Instagram, whatever, look at hashtags or, mm-hmm. you know, look at mentions for those, for that band and see who's talking about them. And, and then go and find the about section on their website or in their profile on their website, on their socials or whatever and see if you can find an email address or, you know, I, I don't necessarily recommend DMing um, media unless there's absolutely no other contact you can find. Um, sliding into the DMs is of a of a media outlet or you know or whatever is I don't know this doesn't sit right with me mm-hmm. but um, I, I, I you know maybe it's I'm old school uh, email just seems way more professional yeah. um, but and and I mean that's the that's the goal that you're trying to get you're trying to you know be able to contact them professionally and be on a, on a on an email relationship sort of basis. Um, but yeah, like start to find the places that talk about bands like yours and cultivate a relationship mm-hmm. there and, um, you know, and be able to, when the time comes, say, you know, maybe up to a month out, you know, be able to contact them and say, hey, we're, you know, but contact with a plan, mm-hmm. not just a, like, hey, how do we get coverage with you? You know, it's more, you know, it's, go to them with a, you know, we're releasing on June the 10th and, you know, uh, we're, we're interested in, you know, maybe a, a premiere for our video clip or that sort of stuff. What's the, what's the usual procedure here? Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, you know, we'd love to, you know, we'd love to premiere it on June 2nd or, you know, June 5th or whatever. Um, and, 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 you know, go with, go to them with a the plan and, and, and that, and show that you have a strategy mm-hmm. so that, you know, they know that you're not just mucking around. Yeah, and, and start to gather it that way. And, and, but also, like, once you make contact with those people, like, try to... Uh, the, the real goal is to get, like, a real person's email address, not a contact at or info at. Um, you know, be able to chat to them initially and then go, you know, I'd love to make contact with your editor or... You know, you probably will get replied to by the editor or the, mm-hmm. you know, edit, you know, uh, assistant editor or whatever. Um, so, you know, you'll probably end up with a, an email address of a real person. So, mm-hmm. and then that relationship is pretty sacred. You kind of can't, kind of can't step over mm-hmm. too many boundaries there. You gotta, gotta treat that res- with respect. Yeah. I guess in fostering that relationship with a, a media contact. How important is it for you, say, you feature a band, you put up a band's press release even, mm-hmm. um, how important is it for you to see that band or that artist be proactive with that and sharing it, tagging? That's, yeah, that, that more than ever, mm-hmm. more than ever that that's really the, the most important thing. It, it, and that's one of the biggest shifts um, that I've seen in the last 10 years is the, the supply and demand chain has really shifted. Um, previously, 
when there were, you know, in I would say probably 2015, 2016 or so was like the real like peak of all of this. And, you know, the, the news cycle at that time, there were so many outlets that being first to the news uh, and, and whatever for the media outlet was like, like it was everyone had to do it. Everyone was wanting to be the first to it. So you ended up with this situation where you could send out a press release and get like 50 to 100 results, like wow. instantly, just crazy, crazy amounts of results. And um, just on news alone, and then from there, there was tons of people that wanted to interview those bands and, and spend their time doing that and reviewing the artists and the, the album and whatever. And, um, and then as that's dwindled, and so then like with that, there was such large outlets covering just about everything that sort of you, you would you would gain traction and, and fans and followers as a result of just them posting it. You wouldn't even need to repost everything. Wow. Um, you know, so it was a real like media was able to like break bands and, and all that sort of stuff. Now it's really, a, it's really a quite symbiotic kind of relationship and where both, it, it's a, if, the, if the media outlet is gonna bother to post about the band, um, then it's really gotta be a case of like the band also needs to share it because it's this, you know, we'll expose it to our fans, you expose it to your fans and we'll both grow our brands together. Yeah. Um, and that's tough. That's tough because it, you know, you start to really then go, what? Who's benefiting here? Yeah. Who's, what's the, you know, and is it is it actually even making an impact? Is it touching the sides? It's it's hard to gauge and it's hard to, and it's and it's more long term now. Like it's you know you might get that interview there now, but you know. All of the things that you get on this might, you know, might result in you getting a support down the track, and that support is the thing that breaks you. You know, it's mm -hmm. not it's not so instantaneous uh, anymore, yeah. and that's I think is you know it's a it's something that I think publicists are struggling with across the board in that it's sort of not as you know like showing these great results to bands it's maybe not as impactful anymore. Um, bands aren't sort of you know, they're sort of like, oh, well, you got us that. Thanks for that. And and then, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not. This is not me like heavily criticizing bands. It's just there is such a you know now that it's such a sparse landscape that you know it's sort of like, oh, you got that one result over there, rad. That's a great result. What about this other thing? Mm -hmm. And they're you know they're kind of onto the next thing really quickly because Without appreciating yeah the and and result. and maybe even giving that share or you know whatever because they're sort of focused on that other thing yeah that they want yeah. and you know sometimes it's realistic and other times it's unrealistic mm -hmm. to to get that result um but you know it's it's good to have goals um but sometimes it's also it pays to be really practical about like your expectations about what you're going to get um yeah, and it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a frightening and sparse landscape mm -hmm. out there at the moment, yeah. So they've shared it onto Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They yeah. put it on their stories. Yeah. They've thanked the media outlet yeah. who did the post. Yep. Yeah. Now they want to get All onto... All good practice. 
now they want to get onto radio. Yeah. How would you suggest, say a band comes to you and says, this is a press release, this is what we've done, our goal is to get on radio. What would you suggest to them? Yeah. I mean, I mean, currently I can kind of only really talk about heavy music, um, but I think across the board um, it's, um, it's fairly tough at the moment. Um, the, the radio landscape is, is a weird one as well. It's kind of like there's a real divide uh, across genres and, as, and across like commercial versus you know, community radio or other radio as well. I mean, certainly um, commercial radio is probably being led very heavily at the moment by TikTok. Um, so, you know, unless you've got something that's just absolutely viral on TikTok, like I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be expecting that that might be a thing that might come your way. Um, uh, as for Triple J, uh, sorry, I'll, go, I'll just go through like the sort of levels of it. As for Triple J, like, you know, I, I still think more than ever that uh, that Unearthed is a is a great pipeline uh, for for unsigned artists and for for bands that are just coming up. Um, there's you know there's plenty of pathways there that can lead to um, you know Triple J play and you know onto rotation. I think that that pathway speaks for itself just on its history of breaking bands. Um, but then, you know, on the community radio thing, like obviously you can build your own database and uh, of perhaps like niche genre shows that you might want to pitch to. Um, but also, you know, there's the AMRAP and AIR, AIR it, um system as well. 